0: How's it going, everyone? The practice squad here for the first time, and I think it's been about four or five months. So, yeah, it's been a little bit. And I'm Augie. I should introduce myself. Oh yeah, I'm Tyler. Forgot about that. It's been a while. We are about yeah. to do this, but um, I know. Yeah, we're we're back. We should be back full time. Um, that well, not full time. One time a week still, but. <laughs> but we should get back to our regular ways. of posting once a week, talking about some football, talking about some basketball. Uh, probably gonna stay away from baseball, but if something big happens, we'll be here for it. We'll be here for it. Um, yeah. So today we're just gonna kind of start with talking about the NBA standings right now. Getting ready for the playoffs with about five or six games left per team, and then we're gonna move into our top five point guards in the league right now, based on career. So, like for example, maybe you don't consider Chris Paul a top five right now, but active players career right now is what we're considering. So um, then we'll, we're will we going to finish off by just kind of talking about the draft, talking about the NFL draft, talking about our opinions on it, a little bit about Aaron Rodgers, maybe mention uh, Watson, but we're not going to go super deep into that because that story kind of makes me uncomfortable. So I think we're going to stay away from that, just kind of talk about if he's going to play this year. And then as far as going in-depth on each team and how they're doing, we're going to wait a little bit closer to the preseason to kind of evaluate teams and what they look like because I feel like it's difficult to evaluate how a team is right now because we haven't seen any games from anyone. Like saying the Bears are going to be amazing this year because they draft Justin Fields. We don't even know if Justin Fields is going to play this year. So we're going to kind of stay away from that. But, yeah, well, we're going to go ahead and get into the NBA standings. Augie, is there anything you want to add? Uh, No, not really. Not right now. All right, so we're going to start out out east. I'm just going to kind of name off the standings, and then we'll kind of talk about it. We'll go back through and talk about it. So right now we got number one, Philly, sitting a game and a half ahead of Brooklyn. Brooklyn, obviously in second, Milwaukee in third. All three of those teams are the only three teams to clinch uh, their spots right now. The Knicks are fourth. The Hawks are fifth. The Heat are sixth. So the top 6 in each conference are the teams that do not have to play the playing game. So the four teams in the East that would play the playing game right now would be Boston, Charlotte, Indiana, and Washington in that order. Uh, Indiana and Washington have basically the same record. Indiana's a game and a half, well again a half a game ahead. And then Toronto and Chicago are the two teams kind of sitting outside right now waiting to get in and take Washington or Indiana's spot. Um, the only teams eliminated in the East right now are Orlando, Cleveland, and Detroit. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about that. Are you surprised by any of the teams that are eliminated?
1: Uh, not by any of the teams that are eliminated, no.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with you. I mean, Cleveland, Cleveland and Orlando did what they do every year. They started off pretty hot, and now they're both 21 and 44. <laughs> the normal stuff. but Right. I mean, I thought Orlando was going to kind of move forward whenever they got some of their players back, but then they traded half of them. So, yeah, well, I guess we haven't really talked about any of that, but that's okay. It is what it is. But um, yeah. as far as number number one, two, and three, I mean, if you told me Philly, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee would be one, two, and three this year, I'd agree with you. I believe you. Yep. Um, New York at four. That they've just that's had a, a little surprising. Season. Yeah, it is, and Julius Randle's played really good this year. I think he's always kind of been doubted. I think the Lakers made a mistake by getting rid of him. I think the Pelicans made a mistake to letting him go because they wanted Zion more. Well, they didn't like trade him; they just didn't resign him. And, right. I think, and 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 people made fun of the Knicks for signing him, and they were like, "That's going to be a mistake." And he's done amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Atlanta's had a great turnaround this season. I think they were like fourteen and twenty-one at one point, and now they're thirty-six and yeah. thirty. So they've really found their way. They've started to get in a groove. Uh, Miami's starting to kind of move up. Not too happy about where they're at right now, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, I think the most surprising team on this list for me is Boston. Sydney yeah seven.
1: Yep, that's the pretty much the same thing for me. I mean, they, they've got all these good players. You got Tatum and Brown who are amazing and they just can't put wins on the table. It's kind of disappointing.
0: Yeah, and I think the biggest thing that has to do is they've had they've dealt with a lot of injury issues. It seems like when one guy gets back, two more go down, and I mean that could become an issue. But I still think they're underperforming. I I don't think this team should be three games above five hundred with seven to play. I I think right. they would be a lot better than that. Especially if they were a lot better than that last year. They they were, and
1: they arguably got better this year. So it it doesn't really make a lot a lot of sense for me for them to be down here.
0: Yeah, 100, I 100% agree with you. And Tatum's been playing out of his mind recently. I mean, he had a 60-point game the other night, and they're still yeah. only 34 and 31. Yeah. I, I don't really know what's going on with Boston right now besides injuries,
1: but from what I've seen, the injuries have kind of cooled down as of recently.
0: Yeah. I mean, I don't know about you guys or even Augie, but – I think, like, this; these playoffs are lining up to be probably some of the most interesting playoffs we've had in a long time. Yeah, I agree. I mean, you got some teams that we have not seen. Like, the next inning at four, the last time I've seen the next sitting that high is when Melo played there, like, 10 years ago. <laughs> like, it's been a while. And, and I think right now it's really an open race. I know people are talking about, you know, Brooklyn and Philly. They're going to win it. They're going to the finals. But I really don't think that. I, I really think that any – Team right now in the East could go to the finals, and I if, if you can make a key case for any team besides maybe the Pacers, I don't think the Pacers will do it. But the Wizards are sitting at ten; they have a good team, but can can they play in the playoffs, which they have not been able to do for a very long time? Right. Um, I'm excited for Charlotte, though. I hope Charlotte makes it. I think they have a very exciting team to watch. Right. So. It yeah, would be interesting to watch Charlotte back in the playoffs for the first time in however long. So, right now, if if I had to make you pick a team in the East to go to the conference fight, to go to the finals, who, who would your one team be, your favorites? I'd probably pick Brooklyn and maybe Milwaukee. Yeah, I mean, those are two good picks. I mean, Milwaukee just beat Brooklyn, I think, back-to-back nights. Right. I mean it does it does kind of look like I'm just picking higher seeds but I just think the that they are better than the rest. You know uh this podcast has been built on me making dumb picks. Yeah. Right. okay. Bold you're going to say
1: that you're going to say the Knicks and I
0: you know <laughs> the fans are here for it Augie. I I I have to <laughs> perform every week, you know. The Knicks have a job, I have a job, we're both doing it. All right. <laughs> they have to win games, I have to pick them to win games. That's just how it goes. They I think they're gonna make up for the fact that they tortured me at the beginning of the season when I kept picking them to win games and they were failing me. Right. If right. I pick two teams right now, I'm going I'm going New York and Miami. Oh. Hey,
1: is Miami a bit of favoritism?
0: Of course it's favoritism. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but, uh, I, I just wanted to make sure
0: but I mean, hear me out we we, we were not a top four seed last year when we made it to the finals and arguably our team, yeah we've lost a few players, but some of them have been getting even better than last year All Right, and you guys have a Leo but we got we have Trevor Ariza this year and we have Dwayne Dedman who are playing pretty good and our, we're healthy right now so there's not really any excuses and we're, we don't have a great record, but Right now, we're set up to play Milwaukee in the first round, which you know I love the sound of that. Right. After what we did to them last year, give them to me. Give them to me right now, please. Right. But, no, I mean, I think New York has a really good chance because I don't think anyone believes in them. I think right now the pressure starting to ramp up, so they might break. But, like, I saw them beat the Pelicans a few weeks ago on freaking Reggie Bullock hitting a three with, like, two seconds left to send it to overtime. If you have a guy like Reggie Bullock hitting threes to send you to overtime, I, something's going right for you. you. You have some good karma going for you. Yeah. Um, no, I obviously Brooklyn and Philly would probably be my top two, but we have to make this a little more interesting. Right. Uh, you got to make it interesting. How do you think Stephen A. Smith has his own show? Because he, he, he makes dumb picks. So we he have makes to do our bold picks. Yeah. We have to do our same thing. We have to we have to get famous somehow, right?
1: Oh, right, right. I, then I change my I change my picks. I'm picking uh the Celtics
0: and the Hawks. Oh we were about to say the, the magic of the Cavaliers. <laughs> yeah, you
1: know what? No, no, no. I pick the Pistons and the Cavs. I think they're really gonna have a nice
0: win streak at the end of the season. You know what's really sad? What? If they combine the amount of wins they had and not even focus on the losses, they would still only be the fourth seed. No, Yeah, they'd be the fourth seed. <laughs> if they combine their weird. losses, they'd have 40. I mean, combine their wins. If you buy both their records completely, they'd have 40 wins in like, what is that? A thousand Na- losses. 91 losses. <laughs> <laughs> That's just embarrassing. All right, well, let's move on to the West. Um, let's mix it up a little. Bit. Let's start from the bottom and go up. So the the three teams eliminated: the Thunder, the Timberwolves, the Rockets. No surprises there, right? Right. All right. The two teams sitting out: the Kings are about three and a half games back from tenth. The Pelicans are two games back from tenth. And then the four teams in the play in. Going from worst to best record, the Spurs, the Grizzlies, the Warriors, the Blazers. Which I think that is going to be too. It's variants. going to be interesting to watch. Yeah, the Portland versus San Antonio will be a good game. Golden State, you know, John Morant versus Curry. Winner gets to go play the Suns. Right. Should be interesting.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, now I know most uh, NBA players don't like the playing games, but I, this is going to be nice games to watch.
0: I think so too. And but do you realize who doesn't like it?
1: The team's barely sitting on uh, on a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, like LeBron doesn't like it because the Lakers are sitting in sixth. I wouldn't like it either. Right. You know, but the thing is, like a lot of the higher seeds don't like it because they don't think it's fair. But the seventh through ten seeds, like I, I listened to Curry's interview, he loves it. He's excited. He's like, This gives my team a chance. This gives us a chance to do something. Yeah, I, I get that. I get that. I get that. And I think it gives teams more chance to play playoff basketball because I think the NBA, unlike other sports, we're kind of in this standstill where it's the same eight teams almost making it every single year. Like it, it we don't see like the Pelicans, oh, so. the Thunder, the, or the Kings. Yeah, like when's the last time the the Suns just broke the second longest playoff drought in the NBA and they have the best record? Yep, right now. Like literally, they have the best record in the NBA. There's a. Once again, I don't want to pat myself on the back, but what did I say the first NBA episode of the season?
1: <laughs> I think you said the Suns were going to be good or something like
0: that. I told you the Suns were going to be a top two team in the West, and 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 I got some criticism for some of our grateful listeners that I'm very grateful for. I love you, but <laughs> you mocked me, and that hurt my feelings. <laughs> So, I made some calls and told Chris Paul to start making some shots. Oh, yeah. You, you just called him up on a cell, right? Yeah. Well, actually, I called Cliff Paul at first. Oh, but... yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, number six, the Lakers, Mavericks are, have the same record as them. And then six games ahead of both of those teams at four, the Nuggets. Then the Clippers and the Jazz and the Suns have the same records in at 47 and 18. So, the Suns number one right now. I mean, I called it. I didn't think they would be number one, but I thought two or three. The Jazz, yeah. two, is higher than I would have put on. I, but... I, I thought the Jazz are surprising me. Yeah, I mean, we knew they were going to be good. We said at the beginning of the season they were going to be good, but I think we had them both at like six or seven. Right. Um, yeah. The Clippers. What do you think about them so far? I think they're. they're, they're surprised. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. Paul George
1: is playing good. Just wait till the playoffs, though.
0: <laughs> they will hit off the side of the backboard. Don't Play, worry. Playoff P. More like championship chuck. I like him more. <laughs> uh, the Nuggets have been surprising me. I mean, they're forty-three and twenty-two, but without Murray, they're they're playing for Murray, and it's showing. They're playing pretty good. I mean, they lost the Lakers the other night, but. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Uh, Nuggets are playing better than I did, uh, than I thought they would after Murray as well. And I think everyone else is about where I expected them. I thought the Pelicans would be higher than the Spurs, but...
1: I I thought the Lakers would, at the the start of the season, I thought they'd be the top two, the top two, three seed.
0: Well, I mean, they were the number one seed in the league for a while until LeBron and AD both went down. They just could not... They would, like, win a game, then lose three, win a game, then lose three. And so now they're – I mean, I think at one point they were, like, 15-3 and or something like that. Now they're 37-28. and Right. But whatever team has to
1: play LeBron and AD in the playoffs when they're fully healthy, I mean,
0: that's going to suck for them. Yeah. So if you were to pick two teams right now from the West to to make the finals, I know two teams can't make it, but we're going to make ourselves sound smarter by giving us two options. Right.
1: I would pick the Suns, not because they're the number one seed, but just because they're playing good. You know. Yeah, and no, and then, and then I I don't know how bold of a pick this is going to be, but I'm picking the Lakers as well. I mean, when when LeBron and AD are back, they're going to be playing. Uh, they're going to be playing like they were when they were the number one seed, and they're going to have to. They're going to have a. They will have a harder path than what they had last year, but I, I think it, they'll still be able to make it.
0: No, I agree with you. I think I'm going to with the Suns because, I, like I said, from day one of this season, I said that they were my team that I was rocking with from the West. I think they're going to win it, and that, that that's who I'm putting in there. And then I think the Lakers, too. I think that you can never – I will never doubt LeBron. I've learned my lesson in the past, and I will <laughs> never do it again. So Right. Like last year, right? Okay, uh, on, to the, <laughs> <laughs> on to the top five now. So, let's go ahead. Disclaimer, remember, every single time we do this, I have to say this so people don't get salty. Our lists are not good. They're just our opinion. All right, so let's start. Your number five point guard in the league right now, based on his entire career.
1: I, I got Dame. At five? At five, at the five. The disrespect. So the only thing knocking him is that the Blazers haven't had a lot of playoff success when he's when he's there.
0: I respect that. I respect that. Um, okay, you know, we're going to play a fun game today. <laughs> guess Tyler's number five. Let's see if you could guess him on first try. You, you probably got, like, Kyrie. No, I actually have him on there somewhere. All right, now, my number five is my Conley. But if you consider Lou Will a point guard, which a lot of people do, I have Lou Will at number five. Huh, <laughs> Lou Will, baby.
1: See, <laughs> I'm you're, you're tripping, man.
0: The greatest sixth man of all time. How could I well, not have? Well, that? no, he's the, well, the
1: greatest sixth man, maybe next to Jamal Crawford. But okay. just
0: just because he's the greatest sixth man doesn't mean he's a top five point guard. Fine, fine. I'll stick with my original five. Mike Conley is my five. (laughs) Oh, yeah. That's a little – I can respect that one a little more. Because Mike Conley has been performing his entire career. He's just been on bad teams, and he's never got recognition for it. And he's an all-star this year. so. You could make an argument some other people
1: should have been in that all-star game besides him. But I I do respect that he was an all-star this year
0: you're ruthless that break that break really made you ruthless didn't it
1: no no you know what Mike Conley I apologize all right number four number four I got Kyrie me too Ooh, I, there's not much to talk about there I guess I mean championship
0: yeah. pretty good <laughs> yep. I mean right. for number three number three I get Chris Paul
1: <laughs> me too look oh, at oh my go. goodness
0: We're on, like, the same wavelength right now besides number five. It's about to get mixed up here at number two. Paul, I mean, real quick, Chris Paul's easy. I mean, he he hasn't had playoff success, but he's been so consistent throughout his career. that I kind of have to put him there. Kyrie's a lot of consistency. Paul has still performed in the playoffs. It's just teams haven't. It seems like
1: also any team Chris Paul goes to immediately become better when he gets there. Like with the perfect. like with the Pels and then the the clips and then the rockets and the thunder and now the suns
0: no I agree your number two it's definitely uh, gonna be
1: different than mine but
0: my number two is Russ oh man I I disrespected him I didn't even put him on the list I oh, man. Him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I should have put him at five I don't think right. he's a I don't think I would have put him above Paul or Kyrie but right. well, did you see uh uh
1: that if Russell Westbrook were to average zero points, zero rebounds, zero assists for the rest of the season, he'd still average a triple-double. I did see that.
0: Yeah, I Which, just thought that was inter- interesting. You're, you're right. You make a good point. But the guy I put at number two is I, – I think you can make the same argument that you made for why you put – like me putting Russ at five, I can make the same argument for why you put him at five. I got Dame at two. And, Ooh. I think that's because you could say that yeah Russ has performed, he has better numbers but I personally think Westbrook is a is a stat stuffer like there's so many jokes about how with like 5 seconds left move down by 20 he's still going to be fighting for rebounds not because he he wants to fight for his team but because he wants the stats right um, I mean I respect what he's done but I think Dame has just done as as much as he can. Dame has more iconic shots. Dame has been more clutch throughout his career. Right. And he's done what he can. And he doesn't have the team around him, the teams around him that Russ has had. I mean, Russ played on a team on the Thunder, which is considerably one of the best teams we might have ever seen, at least in the last 20 years. I mean, they have three of the best players in the league right now on there. And they didn't win a championship because the same. you could go with the same thing with Dame and Russell. They both have not, their teams have not performed in the playoffs. But I think game has been better in the playoffs than Russ has been. Right. I,
1: Hold on. I want to point this out real quick. I, I am being a little biased on Russ here because I, I, I love the guy.
0: See, I don't. He kind of looked like a Ninja Turtle. He kind of makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> I mean, I just, <laughs> I just don't love him. I don't like his attitude. I think he's a right. great player, but... Right. No, no, I I do
1: love Russ, and I'm being a little biased but I'm here. All right, and I, we I will know... admit
0: that. And we both know who we put at number one. We don't have to say yeah. it. I mean, My it's kindly. Kirby. Oh yeah, <laughs> Lou Will, baby. <laughs> I got Egudala. Egudala's not even a point guard, but I'll go with it. No.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I got Steph.
0: Yeah, it's it's Steph. There's we don't need to even. <laughs> There's no it.
1: argument in not putting Steph there.
0: Okay, you know I'm gonna put Cole Anthony's. home. Let me scratch out Steph. I'm putting Zaza Pachulia there. <laughs> <laughs> Zaza, baby Zaza should have got Found MVP I'm here to Tell you all about it Wait, no Let's be honest here Alex Caruso Is the greatest <laughs> Shaq Shaq
1: I mean he's See, I'm the naming NBA... off Actual point guards No, no <laughs> you he... just
0: naming off Bigman <laughs> Hey
1: Shaq may not be In the NBA anymore But he's on TNT, Which is close enough To the
0: NBA for me Okay, he's on a TNT show about the NBA, so exactly that's close enough for me. Yep. All right. Well, he's only averaged like zero rebound, uh, zero assist for the career. (laughs) All right. Let's move in and talk a little (laughs) bit about the uh, the NFL so far. So, as far as the draft goes, what pick in the first round really surprised you? Uh, The pick that really surprised me. I mean, I
1: think it surprised. Everyone was the Raiders taking Alex Leatherwood. I mean, yeah, I, I want to go. That was my most surprising, but, but I, uh-huh, I, I do want to, I do also want to put this Panay Sewell dropping to seven. That, that was a little surprising to me as well.
0: You just had to rub that in my face,
1: didn't you? <laughs> no, 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 no. I didn't mean to. You just
0: had to rub it in my face that my team was one spot behind yours, and you took exactly what we wanted. No well, no I'm not that's not what I'm trying
1: to do. I'm just saying I, it's it is surprising that he did drop the seven. I didn't expect him to
0: I mean, yeah, but I kind of understand everyone that was picked before him.
1: yeah I mean but, uh, I, the only case that I think would make sense for Pene Sewell to not drop the seven would be
0: for the Bengals to actually get a generational protection for Joe Burrow. I don't know. why I didn't say that. No, you're right. I mean, I get why they drafted who they did because he he's. I mean, he was teammates with Burrow and they're good friends. He they drafted right. Chase, didn't they? Yeah. And the like, guy I wanted the most. But I mean, he's not going to even He's not going to pass it to to Chase if he's on the ground the whole yeah. entire game.
1: Yeah. Oh, did you see that uh that picture that's floating around the internet? It was an argument for why the Bengals should draft Jamar Chase uh, and why they should draft Penae Sewell. And uh, the argument for Chase was that Joe Burrow would be on his back, but he would still get the ball to Jamar Chase. But if they had Penae Sewell, Joe Burrow would be upright and would get the ball to other people.
0: Yeah. I mean, I guess that's the risk they're willing to take. As far I as my, my my biggest shocker, I got Stokes going to the Packers. Oh, Yeah. This was a, happened. this was a dumb pick. It I had nothing against Stokes. he's a great player, he really is. And he decided he needed to be picked in the first round, like he was talented. But when you have the dumpster fire that's going on right now in Green Bay, why why would you draft defense? I would draft an entire offensive line in the first round If Aaron Rodgers now, I would do anything for him. But <laughs> I, they, I completely forgot to like factor all that stuff into that. Yeah, that literally. Rodgers is talking – their best quarterback in history – probably their franchise history. Some people might argue with me on that. But I I think he's the best quarterback in their history. He was the MVP last year. Last year, mind you, he's old, but he's still winning MVPs. And they're going to go draft defense again. The year after in the first round, if anyone remembers, they drafted a quarterback. (laughs) which They 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 traded up for – yeah, they turned up for a quarterback to replace them.
1: <laughs> um, I don't know what kind of dumpster fire
0: is going on there. It's embarrassing, uh, in fact. So, what do you think about Rodgers? Do you think he should leave, and do you think he does?
1: I, I think he should. Hold on. Let me put all bias aside. I think, as an NFL fan, not a Lions fan, that Aaron Rodgers should leave, and I think that either A, he will leave this year, or B, he'll just sit out.
0: Yeah, I mean, I agree with that. I think I think he should leave, and I think he either does leave or he just doesn't play. I don't think there's any way that they're going to, he said, you know, for him to play, they're going to have to fire their GM. Yep. And they're not going to do that. Did you see uh, the reports that came out today that said uh, in
1: team group chats he was calling them Jerry Krause, I think?
0: Yeah. I don't even know who Jerry Krause is. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I understand why he's upset. He has a right to be. They're not helping him out. And he's right. taking the blame for everything that's going wrong. But it really isn't his fault, and they're not helping him. And I would want to leave too. They haven't really gotten a wide receiver since they got it. They, they, they got um, – man, why not, Yeah, Devontae. And he needs well, help. Was he
1: the last wide receiver they drafted in, like, the first round? No, he wasn't a first-round pick. Let
0: me look it up. Oh goodness! Now it's showing me their entire draft history. <laughs> All right. Well, you talk. You talk about what what pick you really liked in the first round. While I figure this out. All right. There's two picks that I really liked.
1: One of them, again, being Panay Sewell at number seven, and then another one being Chicago. I, I, it pains me to say, as a Lions fan chicago trading up and getting justin fields i mean for justin fields to fall that far down the board and for chicago to still be able to trade up and get him that genuinely surprised me i thought the panthers were going to take him or i thought he was going to fall to minnesota or new england
0: with the way the draft was going yeah no i agree real quick the last time the Packers drafted a wide receiver in the first or second round was in 2014 when they drafted Devontae in the second round. <laughs> and then uh,
1: before that, I was looking the last wide receiver they drafted in the first round was in 2002.
0: Yeah, I mean, they drafted Cobb in, in the second round in 2011. Right. But oh, they drafted Jordy Nelson in 2008 in the second round. But, like, the, the, besides that, they haven't really pulled the trigger. Right. And I don't blame them for wanting to leave. As far as my best picks, I think the best pick for me was the Eagles trading up to get Smith. I thought that was genius. Um, oh, the dude that was so funny to watch the Eagles and Cowboys
1: making a deal to screw the frigging Giants.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was great. But uh, I think that was a good pick. I mean, I think it was smart. I think it's what I, I agree with that. It's what they needed, and I agree with you. I think you guys drafting uh, Pene was, was a was a good pick, and I also think Fields. I wish we would have drafted them, but it's okay. <laughs> it's still not salty. I respect J.C. Horn, so we'll get over it. But um, now and so I guess we'll end with what we, we talked about. What pick surprised us? What do you think the worst pick was?
1: The 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 worst pick hold on I got. I really got to
0: think about this. Okay, I'll go first. In oh, my yeah. mind, now, this, this, a lot of things played into me saying this, but I think the Jets picking Wilson was the worst pick. And, listen, it's not because of Wilson as a quarterback. His name is Zach Wilson, right? Yeah. Making sure I don't mess it up. But um, I don't think – I mean, I'm happy they traded Sam Darnold because we need a quarterback, so I'll take him. But what I would have done if I was the Jets, I would have kept Sam Darnold. Then with that second pick, they could have grabbed Kyle Pitts. And then with that second pick they had in that first round, they could have got the offensive lineman they did. And so they would have had a decent quarterback, an amazing target for him to throw to, and an offensive line. But instead, you get Zach Wilson with no no offensive weapons, and you get an offensive lineman with him. No, they got Corey Davis. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, no, <laughs> you get what I'm I, saying, though. Yeah, no, I do. I,
1: I I, agree with you on Zach Wilson. Now, I, I've i never really been on the Zach Wilson hype train that a lot of other people have. I've always had him around like my QB4 spot. Um, I thought Trey Lance, uh, Justin Fields, and uh, Trevor Lawrence were all better than him. Uh, I do think it was kind of stupid for the Jets to take him just because I don't think he's going to be as good as a quarterback as everyone else says, and I agree with you on that. But another one I think it was a stupid, stupid pick was the Bengals taking Jamar Chase. I mean, if if Joe Burrow gets sacked and tears his ACL again or is another injury, I mean, he's done. He's never going to play again. And then the Bengals are going to look stupid and they're going to – and everyone's going to – be mad at them for ruining this promising kid's career.
0: Yeah, it's it's RG3 all over again. Yep. I
1: hate to say it, but with the offensive line the Bengals have, I mean, a lot of people were defending the Jamar Chase selection, be like, oh, they can take offensive line in the second round. But you could have had Panay Sewell, not what Elijah Barrett Tucker, whoever they took, could be on their offensive line. I mean, no, the Bengals didn't take Elijah barrett Tucker. They took someone else in the second round. Yeah, but, it
0: was the Jets that took barrett Tucker. Yeah,
1: I mean, I just think it was stupid for them
0: not to take A Sewell
1: or or Rashawn Slater. Uh,
0: yeah, I, as a matter of fact, I think another good pick we didn't mention and the Patriots getting Mac Jones.
1: No, I've never really been high in Mac Jones.
0: I mean, I haven't either. But they didn't. It was a middle of the round pick. They didn't really have anyone else they necessarily need right mac jones is someone who he did have a good year i mean he did at at alabama and i think he's better than wilson in my opinion Right. Um, i don't think he's better than fields i don't think he's better than lance i don't think he's better than lawrence but i do think he's better than wilson and they didn't have to give up much to get him and it's a type of quarterback that that belt belichick likes and it's also a guy much like brady that people doubted a lot and i understand he did go in the first round brady went in the sixth round that's a big difference but a lot of people did not think that they should have even picked him that soon which i disagree with i i think that there wasn't too many other options for them so i agree with them picking them picking him when they did right i mean
1: i I'm not really too high on Alabama quarterbacks to start with. I mean, they just haven't really
0: panned out. And, uh, I mean, that's just my main reasoning behind it. No, I get that, and they haven't. I think it's because of how stacked their wide receivers are. Right. In fact, their offensive line is to when they get to the NFL, they don't have that same protection or those same weapons, and it hurts them. But, um, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much, I think, all we have to talk about today. Are you, you have anything to add? Nope, not really. Uh, We'll be back next week. We'll probably talk a little more in depth about what's going on. Um, Just kind of want to briefly go over the draft. I'm sure some news will probably come out within the next week. If not, we probably won't go super depth into the uh, NFL stuff yet. As we get closer to the season, like during the summer, we will. Um, But we're probably going to be focusing on basketball since we're about to enter the playoffs and all that stuff. But, yeah, we will see you guys next week. Yep, thank you. See you.